0: From The Conversation, this is Politics with Michelle Grattan, a podcast where we hear from politicians and experts on the issues of the day. Speculation is high that next Tuesday, which is Melbourne Cup Day, will see yet another interest rate rise. The International Monetary Fund has boosted this speculation, saying in a just-released report that rates do need to go up. For people with mortgages, many of whom have come off fixed rate loans to go on to higher rates, another rise would be the last straw coming just before Christmas. For the government, it would add to the very substantial political pressures it's now facing over the cost of living crisis. Today, independent economist Chris Richardson joins us to discuss the prospects for interest rates and for the Australian economy next year. Chris Richardson, is a rise on Tuesday now a foregone conclusion, or do you think there's still some doubt?
1: Uh, Never say never on something like uh, interest rates, but the uh, new Reserve Bank governor did uh, pretty clearly uh, put a line in the sand, and then almost straight away, the inflation numbers seem to cross that line. So like most economists, I do expect uh, Tuesday, Melbourne Cup, uh, we'll see a further rise in interest rates. We
0: thought a while ago we'd seen the end of the increases. The cash rate is now 4.1%, which is the highest it's been in almost a decade. How much higher could it climb without seriously hurting Australian households
1: and businesses? Uh, Well, economists and markets do expect uh, rates to go up uh, on Tuesday uh, and with an expectation that there may be another one after that. So uh, to be clear... Uh, the, the view of both markets and economists is not happy uh, for people to hear at the moment. Um, on the other hand, uh, it's worth remembering that other nations around the world have uh, mostly raised interest rates further than we've seen in Australia. So yes, um, massive increase in a short period of time uh, here. Um, but compared to, for example, the United States or closer to home, New Zealand, uh, Australia has uh, been more careful with its rate rises to date. Uh, the flip side of that, by the way, is that if anything goes wrong and things like uh, pressure on on energy prices is uh, one of the things at the moment, it does uh, mean that Australia's strategy of doing less, uh, you know, we we are forced into rapid catch up.
0: Well, just speaking of the US, there, the uh, rate rises don't hit the homeowners uh, immediately as they do here. Is that right?
1: Uh, that is right. Uh, and and the extent of the impact uh, on uh, borrowers uh, in Australia is remarkable. Uh, in, in fact, I'm surprised that there is not more discussion of arguably the key number in economics, our our living standards, basically the amount of money uh, that people have, disposable income. So you take out tax, you take out uh, interest payments, uh, you look at that per head, you put it in today's prices. Uh, That peaked in September 21. It was artificially high uh, during uh, COVID, um, but it is down almost 10% uh, since then. And that Fall is uh, rather larger than anything Australia saw in in recessions in decades past.
0: So, how do you see the trend for that going into the future?
1: Um, it's not good in the near term. Uh, yes, expectation around uh, another rate rise. Uh, the numbers I just quoted didn't take into account the uh, pretty recent development in people's pockets: the fact that uh, this year's tax returns rather skinnier than. Uh, last year's tax returns. It is no surprise uh, that voter land in Australia is grumpier than it's been for a while uh, because the pressures uh, on family finances are much greater than anything seen in a long time. It's really a
0: surprise it's not more grumpy actually. Now when you speak of a possible second rate rise, are we talking here pre-Christmas?
1: Uh, no, uh, probably wait until uh, another inflation read. Uh, that doesn't come around uh, until late January uh, next year. Um, I would hope we don't need it. I do think that the Reserve Bank approach of being uh, careful on interest rate rises has been the right one uh, to date. Uh, sure, they need to scramble to catch up to recent events that continue to put pressure on inflation. Um If you look at that that, uh, recent inflation data, it is a worry for the Reserve Bank. It is higher than they were expecting. Uh, Inflation is spreading out. Uh, You know, so people talk about petrol prices and and that is uh, pushed along by international factors uh, for sure, but we're seeing um, pretty sharp inflation in everything uh, from insurance to um, vet services, financial services, restaurant meals, Uh, hairdressers, uh, or or in other words, the spot fires of inflation aren't going away.
0: We're hearing quite a lot about sticky inflation too, that prices in in some uh, areas are rising more than in others. Can you explain the concept and what's sticky and what's not?
1: Uh, So basically, uh, when inflation first kicked off in Australia and around the world, uh, you know, demand was uh, running strongly. Supply was held up uh, by all sorts of, you know, COVID complications, or war in Europe, or in Australia we had floods, uh, and that combination saw prices for some things take off straight away. Uh, it saw it in everything from, you know, fruit and vegetables to building products. Um, the trouble is, uh, though, that that initial push to prices has now spread into a bunch of uh, other things in the economy I was mentioning some of them uh, a moment ago, but these are more broadly the services. Uh, you know, not just the, the stuff you buy in the shops, but the um, uh, the services you pay for: getting your haircut, getting your pet taken care of, getting a restaurant meal or a uh, or a cafe meal, paying for insurance. Uh, you know, very very large, and, and um, certainly uh, governments are trying to help on some fronts, but these. You know, service uh, inflation uh, is pretty sticky. It's harder to bring down. Uh, that's part of the international uh, experience. We aren't the only ones struggling uh, with that last mile of bringing uh, inflation down.
0: And, and why is it harder in these areas?
1: Um, basically, uh, inflation might start because demand gets ahead of supply. But it keeps going because people think it will keep going. Our expectations change. Uh, you remember uh, the new Reserve Bank Governor Michelle Bullock uh, about the first statement, uh, public statement she made. She referred to shock after shock after shock, uh, talking about the the most recent uh, one being um, now war in the in the Middle East. But as families and as businesses keep getting faced with these new shocks, each of which raises prices. They start to think, well, hang on, you know, these price rises are the new normal. So uh, workers uh, start to demand more on wages. Uh, Businesses start to expect that their workers will cost more and their other suppliers will cost more. Uh, And so they start to build in, um, you know, price increases themselves. Or in other words, inflation starts to become self-sustaining.
0: Now, the political argument uh, is really starting to be over how much of the inflation problem is driven from abroad. How much is it now homegrown? How do you see this? What is the divide?
1: Uh, It began very, very much uh, as an international story. Uh, It is becoming increasingly uh, an Australian story. Uh, you know, so uh, if you look over the last uh, year, uh, the the things that we trade with the world, uh, you know, including, for example, uh, petrol prices, uh, you know, things that have gone up. Uh, but the overall increase in the past 12 months there, 3.7%. Things that we don't trade with the world, I mentioned stuff like haircuts, that's now at 6.2% over the past year. Or in other words, it might have begun internationally, but sadly, it has taken root here at home.
0: And that will become increasingly so?
1: Um, Well, that's what the Reserve Bank doesn't want to see. That's why it keeps talking tough. Uh, and, And the new governor, I'm sure, very deliberately talked tough uh, you know, basically uh, saying that um, you know they they did not want to see uh, inflation hang around in Australia that they had a low tolerance uh, with uh, with it surprising uh, and being more than they they had otherwise forecast. Now, almost straight away, the numbers came in and and they were higher than the Reserve Bank. Uh, had said it was expecting. So that combination of the the bank talking tough on the one hand and then the numbers being unpleasant on the other hand uh, is the combination that has most economists uh, by far the majority uh, expecting rates to go up on Tuesday.
0: Those recent inflation figures we saw didn't, of course, include the Middle East crisis. What will that do, do you think, to our inflation?
1: on On what we have seen so far, uh, hopefully that extra, if you like, is not too bad. Uh, you know, we, we keep hearing um, what could happen to oil prices and then, um, and, and that, you know, to be fair, that's a reasonable worry to have and if things happen to oil prices, then that does indeed spread on uh, through energy prices more generally. Um, so far, though, uh, the the impact in world energy markets has been moderate. So, you know, yes, it places more pressure Uh, on inflation here in Australia, but not lots more. The fear is that it could get worse. Uh, That's that's code essentially for Iran gets drawn into the conflict. It becomes a a bigger, wider, deeper one that takes longer to resolve uh, and uh, that energy prices uh, increase further. And and that's a problem not just of itself, but it goes to that, uh, that initial message out of Michelle Bullock, shock after shock after shock. Um, you know, that's a, so far that's a worry, it hasn't happened, but it is a worry.
0: The call from sections of the electorate has been that the government should just do something, do more. Now, of course, the government says that it's uh, taken a range of uh, initiatives and that's taken the edge off inflation, but it's very much at the edge. What can the government do? What should it do? Uh, or should it do nothing?
1: Um, it can't do much. And and, and when I say that, let, let me explain why. When we talk about a cost of living crisis, we're saying that inflation is dragging down our living standards, and that that's a problem. Um, now, if governments could solve that, not just Australian governments, you know, past governments, as well as the current one, uh, other governments around the world, if they had a magic wand, they would have been waving that magic wand uh, pretty madly, um, they don't, and that's the trick. You know, governments typically solve problems by spending money. Uh, so, you know, if somebody's uh, under the pump uh, in terms of family finances, well, you you do something. You you increase spending to help them and give them a subsidy, or you uh, cut their tax, something. Um, but in current circumstances, if you give people extra money, uh, well, of course they'll spend it. You know, there is pressure on their cost of living, and that would simply push inflation up again. And indeed, if the government uh, did enough of that, it wouldn't just put push inflation up again, it could uh, make the Reserve Bank raise rates again. Or in other words, a cost of living problem is a wicked one uh, for governments to do something about.
0: What about recalibrating those tax cuts that come in next year?
1: Um, you could do that. Uh, and, and those tax cuts are arguably too big. They're not um, uh, nearly as unfair as as the public discussion of them uh, implies. They don't particularly change uh, the fact that in Australia we we pay more of our tax tends to be personal tax than you see in other uh, economies, uh, and the proportion of our personal tax that's paid uh, by high income earners uh, is is pretty high. And and those proportions don't change even after that tax cut. But it's big. It is. Uh, the equivalent, and you know, it'll cost about 21 perhaps $22 billion when it arrives on, on the 1st of July. That is the equivalent of two, maybe three interest rate cuts out of the Reserve Bank that we won't get because our initial cost of living relief isn't programmed to go to borrowers. It's programmed to go to taxpayers through those uh, stage three tax cuts.
0: Just finally, how do you see the Australian economy next year, the outlook for the economy?
1: Uh, look, the squeeze is on uh, and and the economy uh, will do it tough uh, for a while. Eventually, uh, you know, the, the relief will come. I've mentioned uh, it begins with taxpayers in the middle of next year. At uh, some stage, perhaps around a year from now, the Reserve Bank can cut interest rates and more relief uh, will uh, arrive. Um, but that's, you know, neither of those things are happening fast. In the meantime, Uh, The squeeze is on and it is, you know, it's not a recession, but it's pretty painful.
0: So tiny bit of light at the end of a very long tunnel from what you're saying. Chris Richardson, thank you very much for talking with us today. That's all from today's politics podcast. We'll be back again soon. Thank you to my producer, Mikey Burnett. Goodbye for now.
1: Our theme music is by Lee Rosevere. You can find more podcasts from The
0: Conversation on our website at theconversation.com.